Before I begin my, my, my thoughts, my official thoughts to you, let me say a word of warm welcome to all those who have traveled from significant distances to be here on this night of great celebration, most especially to Richard's family for traveling across from the UK, his parents, members from congregations that Richard had served here in the United States, both from central Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, friends and colleagues from around the Diocese of Washington and others who have come to join us. It's a great uh, tribute to the universal church and to the bonds of affection that unite us all that we are here tonight. I would also like to say a special word of gratitude to the leaders of St. Paul's K Street, both past and present, for your faithfulness in ministry and witness, and also to your incredible hospitality to me. I do not take my presence here in this church, in the sanctuary, or in this pulpit lightly at all. And I cannot tell you what an honor it is for me to be the one chosen to speak to you this night. Um, I am among those um, already part of the, forgive me for saying this, but the Richard Wall Fan Club. Um, <laughs> we are so, Richard, wherever you are um, back there, we are so glad that you are here and the rightness of this call was, um, was evident to many in the earliest stages of the conversation St. Paul's K Street and, and Richard were having with one another. But it's one of those things that when you, when you think you know but you're not sure and the process isn't over and you hold your breath and you, and you wait and you hope and you pray and then, and then it happens and we're here. Uh, not so long ago, I was, I was sitting at table with an extraordinary collection of people, which, uh, which is a sign, really, of where I am in my life, because I was, I was hosting my youngest son and his brand-new girlfriend, and then a couple that is now serving and living here in the Diocese of Washington with me, but who had known our son, Patrick, when he was but a young boy. And so there were these real three generations of, of couples, if you were. There was the, the young, young couple in their, in their mid-20s, and then there was the couple who was, you know, were young adults in the parish I served 15 years ago, and then there was me <laughs> and my absent husband, husband Paul. And, uh, and so the way the conversation went was something like this. Um, so Marianne... Patrick's girlfriend says to me, how did you and Paul meet? And so in my son's hearing and in the hearing of our friends, I rehearsed the story of how his dad and I met. And uh, all of the bumps in the road and uncertainties of the path that led us from classmates in a seminary classroom to casual acquaintances across the great divide of the Potomac River because he was a seminarian at Catholic University and I was a seminarian at Virginia Seminary. And you know what that meant, <laughs> right? And then, 
<laughs> and her eyes gets bigger and bigger. And, and so you know, I tell the story of how, how a relationship begins. And then we turn to the other couple in our company, a lovely uh, couple of two women who met when they were both young adults in the parish I served. And they told their story of how they met and how their relationship began. And then the youngest of the couples turned to us and told us how they met and how their relationship began. And as often happens when two people of the same relationship tell the story, it's not quite the same story. And then they hear one another in that way. And it was such a reminder of the poignancy and the tenderness and the potentialities that are realized when people by grace and circumstance find each other and then choose each other with intentionality and hope, um, with a recognition that with every new beginning, there are also endings and possibilities for the future that no one can imagine. Now, I dare say, apart from matrimony, there are few relationships entered into with as much soul-searching and intentionality as a, rector in, as a congregation in search of a new rector. I mean, think of it. Think of all that is involved in the moment, even the moment when you first realize that that process must begin, which generally means that another relationship is coming to an end, and a process of transition is before you, and you live into that process of, of saying goodbye and living into transition, that, that middle period of preparation and soul-searching and exploration and call. And at the same time, there are people around the country and around the corner who are sensing a stirring within themselves, perhaps for a new ministry, and through grace and by circumstance, people and congregations move toward one another in openness and tentative conversation, increasing hope, prayer, and choice, and a relationship is born. Thinking about all of this, I went to one of uh, the people I, I often turn to for inspiration at transition moments, the wonderful Celtic writer John O'Donohue. And he, in his book of blessings, he has this to say about beginnings. Before it occurs, a beginning can take a long time in preparation. This is why some beginnings take off with great assuredness, and one can instinctively recognize the right direction that has been chosen. Other beginnings are awkward and slow, 
and it takes considerable time before the new paths open or welcomes us. Often when something is ending, we discover within it the spore of new beginning, and a whole new train of possibilities is set in motion before we even realize it. When the heart is ready for a new beginning, unforeseen things can emerge. And in a sense, that is exactly what a beginning does. It is an opening for surprises. Surprises. People of St. Paul's and Father Richard Wall, I, I tell you what you already know, that this has been a good beginning indeed, but as beginnings go, you're just beginning. Right? You're just beginning. And you have your how we first met story to tell. And now the relationship is chosen consciously on both sides and offered to God and to the wider community of faithful ones for blessing and consecration. And the door is open for surprises, born of circumstances we cannot yet imagine, and callings from God that we have yet to hear. And all I would say to you this night, tend well to this beginning. Because there are things that can happen in the beginning season of a relationship that if they happen and happen well, set the foundation for everything else that is to come before you. And if a step is missed or, or if there is a, um, what did, what, did he, what did Donahue call it, an, an awkward or, or bump in this beginning, that, that's to be expected. But tend to that and tend to it well as part of the process so that as you go forward in your life together, you have that foundation of trust and of relationship and of prayer that you can rest upon as you go from here. In other words, there are some things that are possible now that are only possible now that will set you in motion toward all that waits you in the future. So I ask you to tend to those things and to be open to the ways that you have to learn from each other in the inevitable chemistry and new network of faithfulness that must transpire when a leader moves in and becomes organically connected to the body of the community of Christ. And those of us around you, your brothers and sisters in faith, your friends, your companions in ministry, we are so excited for you and so grateful for your place among us and the opportunity to welcome you, Richard, into the wider life of colleagues in this diocese. We so look forward 
to all that is before you. But we also know that this is a tender time in your life, an important time of bonding and of coming together in new ways. And so we'll, we'll leave you alone <laughs> in the way that lovers are left alone, that newlyweds are left alone, not in isolation, but to give you time to become a new community, setting the stage for new ministry with one another, with your neighborhood, and with all that God calls you to. And remember that the one who called you to this place was the one whom our forebears have served since the beginning of this faith, and the one who has walked with you in all of your beginnings and leave-takings. And if there is a leave-taking still to be completed as you enter this new stage of life, know that that's simply part of the journey and that we are all in beginnings and endings um, more simultaneously than we are aware. God, God bless you in this. God hold you and keep you, protect you and guide you in this stage of your life and in many years of blessing yet to come. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.